Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy Monday, December 19th. I, I mean, sorry, no, it's not December, folks. It's September 19th. Okay, this is a crazy day. September 19, 2022. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Put on and help help along with Elijah List, which is our written portion of what we do. Always be sure it's always free. So be sure you subscribe to that. Uh, after each show, usually within a day or two at the most, we'll send you that same show. Uh, sometimes we're talking points on it when they're available. And so if you miss a show and you can't remember how to get back to it or you want to forward it to your friends, it's really good to do it this way. Uh, plus, there are other um, prophetic words that never make it to Elijah's stream just because you can't put them all on a show. So we, those are we've been doing this for 25 years, and there's some really good exhortation, prophetic, um, really good stuff going out. Uh, I think we're going to put one out today by Kathy Walters. It was a, uh, a revelation about Donald Trump and talked about the rusty ship and all of that. You don't want to miss that. Uh, so subscribe right away if you want to see that word. It'll probably get out to you. So. All right, and by the way, if you miss it, you'll probably find it on as on Facebook as well. So just so everyone knows. So, all right. Well, listen, uh, we've got one thing to do, and then we're going to bring on Johnny Enlow. Uh, we want to remind our very generous uh, viewers uh, about the great work we're doing. You are doing, I just put it that way, in Uganda uh, with the freshwater wells. Every five days, we dig a freshwater well in Uganda with your. I, I used to say with your help. It's not with your help. You're actually doing it, and it's not our money. It's you who are sending that in, and then we're 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 using a significant portion of how you support this ministry by sowing into people who have no fresh water to to drink. So, without further ado, Emily, go ahead and play that spot. Anyway, isn't that amazing what, what's being done for these people? It's just so good. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your help in doing that. And it keeps, you know, we have 24 of us, I think is the number. And that keeps this ministry going. And then we put um, additional funds in a lot of it into those wells in Uganda. And you saw the the uh, ministry, we, Mike and Lori mentioned that we're doing in uh, Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, giving them uh, fresh water bottles and helping them. There's a pastor that's working with us there in Jackson, Mississippi, Jacksonville or Jackson. I can't remember. Someone could type that in, but uh, it's probably Jackson, Mississippi. But anyway, it is Jackson. Thank you, Emily. God bless you. All right. Hey, without further ado, let's bring in Johnny Enloe Unfiltered. Here we go. 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Man, I never get tired of that intro. You know, today I'm just highlighted. The part that stuck to me this time is we're almost there. This That's what I heard loud and clear. We're almost there. Johnny, welcome to the broadcast. I'm going to just throw it to you and see what you got for us today. Well, thank you. Now, that is interesting what you just said. That's really, um, really good. We're almost there. I'm going to hit on that in a second. Also, just a comment on the on the video you just put up on the wells. Yeah. Whoever did the music, I mean, that was anointed uh, yeah, was. as well. Whoever put that together, that was that's felt worship happening there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'll go to, uh, you know, we're almost there. I will say I, I enjoyed this past weekend. 
I really don't announce most of the time where I go because uh, sometimes it's just opposition that wants to show up. But I was uh, I was at our border. I went to the border and blew the shofar. Really? Uh, <laughs> but down by McAllen, uh, Texas, and across the you know across the way from Reynosa, you're just five minutes apart. And um, my, it was an invitation from some time ago. Have some Hispanic pastors on our side of the border. They have a wonderful place and they really uh really a wonderful church and they reach pastors and leaders and they have a, a a university and degree that they give to pastors so i don't remember we had 100 or 200 of those pastors and leaders going through the seven mountains what god's doing and all that and um so anyway that was fun but you know having said we're almost there it was very interesting you picked that out to say at this time because what I'm going to do, I'm just going to real briefly talk about that. Really, the Lord wants me to uh, go into a teaching on the prophetic as it relates to two specific mountains, arts and entertainment and the mountain of economy. And um, but before that, I did have two dreams. My first I was there two nights only in McAllen, but I had a very vivid uh, dream and it. It was at the front end of the evening and at the end of the evening, it repeated itself. And in it was, um, I'll just get to the the, the key part. And, and somebody came and showed and said, did you just see what Q said? And even in the dream, I knew that it was President Trump. For those who don't know, over the last week or two, President Trump has made it uh, so clear that he operates with Q as Q, whatever yeah, else, all the things, you know, we've been arguing that we'd have to defend this even before ministers, even my well, friends. And if I, can, I don't know if you're going to say this, but in case you weren't, he on his own true social retweeted, someone else created the video. Uh, they put it on his, well, I guess it was his right lapel. Maybe I think it was his right. It doesn't matter. It was on his lapel, you know, and uh, it was a big old Q. But it was like a, a, the right size for a lapel pin. But it was very clear. And he retweeted it, which means and, his saying, yes, that's me. And then he had where we go one, we go all, which has yes. been the theme, uh, you know, slogan for, we'll say, the Patriots on the bottom. And then it said on the top, the, the storm is here or something like that. And yeah. then it, he retweeted a, a Patriot, an Anon, that goes by Patriots in control so he right. could it was put out by many he could have put somebody else but patriots in control q it's so clear that msnb i mean the media is complaining so like he has now uh not you know he's sort of denied sort of uh, him hot about it before but he's no longer denying that he's works with it part of it he's doing the cues in his event he's playing their music in the background as he shows up and goes away so for all <laughs> you pastors ministers prophets who thought we were crazy and i have some good friends they haven't quite admitted it to me yet i said you're going to find out the evidence is out there he's already told the community the patriot community over and over there's already over 20 30 proofs that there was some working together so the fact that he's letting that be known tells you what you just said. We're almost there. Yeah. The fact that he's letting that be known is we're almost we're almost there. And this goes with um, really it, the dream that I have. It was somebody saying, did you see what he showed me? And it was 
three, uh, you know, the way Q would communicate would be on the back channels and it would just be little things you had to kind of interpret. And that's what the Anons are. QAnon is not actually something. The Anons are those who decipher somebody like praying medic. They will, they will decode, decipher the communication. And the the Anons would be these people that are deciphering it would tend to be anonymous. They may use handles as opposed to the name, but they, it could be John Smith. Anon, if they wanted to use that, right? Would that be accurate? They, whatever. You know, we have already, we'll say, praying medic, Patel Patriot, Mel K. Those aren't full full names, but they are, uh, they're not really overly hiding their names at this point. There's yeah. not as much of, an, of a need, but everybody who was an Anon was canceled on mainstream, in quote, mainstream big tech, big media over the last two years. And anyway, but so just to get that, I want to over overstate there. But here's what the th- what was the communication from Q wrap up W.R.A.P.U.P. wrap up easy peasy. It's crazy because I don't even think in those. Terms. And are these the lines in an in an anon? Is that what you're saying? These are what an anon wrote? In my or dream. A, oh, in, in my the dream. dream. OK, OK, got it. OK. This was shared to me. Did you see what Q just communicated to us? And we understood in the dream that it was uh, President Trump's communication. It's wrap up. Actually, in one of them, it was wrap up. The other one, remnants. So you can put wrap wrap up or remnants. Final stage. Easy peasy. And that was interesting. Easy peasy. That was the part that stood out the most. But then it said dare, capital D-A-R-E. And the understanding, even in the dream, he was daring the deep state to make a move to challenge that. So, but it was, it's funny, there was again, an impartation when I woke up from it, it was like easy, the thing I actually went with easy peasy. And so there's one reason, that's another reason I'm going to go on and talk about other things right now, because it's easy peasy. There's remnants there, uh, because it was a repeat thing that happened after there's a wrap up in process that's taking place. And he's, he dares, whatever move the deep state makes, it's going to backfire, whatever. And so they know it. They're in a chess game. They're in a corner. They're trapped. Uh, move number one, you 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 bite the dust one way. Move number two, you bite it the other way. There is when no you say out. they know either way they move, they know they're going to lo- lose that one. But there's is it that they know it, they understand it, but they're going to try anyway. Yeah, try and break out somehow. They right because they they're going to make a calculated risk that this way at least they delay it. It's typical Luciferian strategy. Lucifer already knows he's smart enough. This thing ends badly for him, but he has a fantasy that he can delay it indefinitely if possible. If he can delay his judgment by causing whatever mayhem he does, that's 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 his goal. He has no goal in winning. He has no chance at winning. The end has been he knows how this thing works. That's the end. What hasn't been determined is the win. So he has a theory that he can defer and delay um, matters by making moves, by causing God's people essentially not to do their part would be the thing that delays things the most. So they essentially operate on same guidelines. It's okay. it's a done deal. We're almost there. It's really, we're almost there. And, um, and if by Johnny, almost there, go oh, ahead. Never mind. I, I don't want to interrupt your flow. Go ahead. I'll ask later. Like we're almost there. It doesn't mean there's no more battles in this yeah. world. You will have tribulation. Yeah. The lesson learned 
or we're learning right now, even the reason I'm invited down to speak to Hispanics and hundreds of leaders coming from multiple places, they understand the message. We have to show up as salt and light in society. We just got exposed. There's the grace of God helping us, rescuing us. But from now on, we we cannot revert to the old way of just sitting in church and say, well, I hope Jesus returns any second and rescues us. So we have to we have to take advantage of this moment of grace where he is removing us. The vision I've shared multiple times, he's removing the mafia from the tops of the mountains. And it's giving us an opportunity. The opportunity is to rise and shine. Your light has come. If we don't rise and shine, we do go into a worst cycle. Um, uh, that's not going to happen because there is, I happen to know there is enough rising and shining. He doesn't require a hundred percent obedience of his people, not even 90, not even 80, not even 70. He needs Gideon's 300. He works with Gideon's 300. He works with Joshua and Caleb's. He's always worked with the minimal. Can I drill down on that just a little bit? You're saying he doesn't require 100%. I'm going to use my own words. Are you talking about on the individual basis that he doesn't can he doesn't require 100% perfection on our part? Or are you talking about in the body of Christ in the ecclesia at large? He's not requiring 100%. What for how, his? What do you think? The main purpose for me is. It, there is an application in all the ways you brought it up. But as far as advancing his kingdom, he doesn't require a hundred percentile obedience. Okay. He doesn't require, if we follow the biblical pattern of Sodom and Gomorrah, the interaction Abraham's having with him is like, well, how many righteous will you change to judgment for? How many, how many righteous have to be there for you to, and he, you know, he goes through it. What about 50, 40, 30? If there are 10 I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So even the Old Testament God, who we consider the more severe version of God, he had said if there was just minimal expression of himself, he would not release the judgment. And then we see the promises, the prophetic promises of the children of Israel going to the promised land. There's only two that were willing to carry it, and that's Joshua and Caleb. And he made the whole plan around them. He had them be the ones that ultimately fulfilled his promise to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. Moses, I've descended. I'm going to take you all out and I'm going to take you into the land that flows with milk and honey. It would be 40 years later. And most of that generation, especially all the men, were 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 gone. The two oldest guys in town were Joshua and Caleb. And God will work his plan around faith. That's why I say many times that sometimes unity is misunderstood. It's very powerful, very awesome. But we think we can't move forward until we have 100% unity. You're never going to have 100% unity, whether you're trying to do that in a city, anywhere. So there's people often working too too hard this way uh, instead of moving forward. Joshua and Caleb moved forward. Um, You you learned to move Gideon and his 300. Gideon and his 300 didn't have an assignment. How do we get the rest of the tribes to cooperate? If we don't get them, we can't do that. There's no unity. God can't come. Oh, yeah. You know, that that thing and the the, uh, when the big movement by God on the earth with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, people say, well, yeah, but 120 were totally unified. Yeah, but that was 120 of the nation got in one accord and they also had faith to believe that Jesus meant what he said, said what he meant. That got the whole nation and the earth bathed in the spirit or however, you know, launched anyway. Well, if you imagine on his first ministry tour, Jesus had Decapolis, 10 cities, all Judea, all Syria, all, 
he had all these on his first message that he's preaching in chapter four and five of Matthew, the Beatitudes and everything. And it's a, and that's just a start. And he does this for three and a half years. And then he tells them to wait and only 120 do so. You mm. think, I'm sorry, you aren't. That's God. God came in the flesh and he can only get 120. And he's like, we're working with that plan. So he worked with the wow. 120. That should encourage everyone. And so, yes, let's be a heart towards unity and desire to work with each other. But at some point, it's it's the unity of faith, because that's what the scripture says. Till we all come to the unity of faith. So Caleb and Joshua, they couldn't be united. They couldn't wait till the 10 spies. They were in doubt. They were unbelievers and they were doubters. There's no point in uniting with unbelievers and doubters for a very mediocre objective. You know, it would be really easy to say, get all pastors in a city in unity by saying, hey, we will pay each of you $10,000 and take you on a cruise, a free paid cruise, if y'all will come so we can do something in unity. Well, what's the point of that if it requires $10,000 payoff for every pastor and a promise of a you know, deluxe cruise for the Dude. pastor to come in unity? That's a mediocre unity. Who cares about that? It's pastors who are leaders or whatever setting that will contend for the kingdom of God on earth. That's what God will back up. That's what he'll get behind whether it says it's the same for him to save by many or by few. So that's just, he, he, he doesn't care which one. He prefers more come along, but he's going to work with the unity of faith. So that's an important thing as we're moving forward. Yeah, and I, that thing, can I just ask a little more on the faith versus unity? Obviously, unity is always a goal as well. For sure. But short of that, by many or the few, are you saying that, even if there was a three-pronged cord, maybe there you don't hardly even have three people, but you have one person or two that, man, I just absolutely believe this. I am I knower of knowers. God meant that. I mean, can that level of faith save them, so to speak? Not only can it, it's just very biblical, as Steve, as you know. Number one, you can say even wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them, implying that. He can really set an agenda even with that. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails wow. much. And he talks wow. about Elijah, how he took on all the prophets of Baal. One man who had knowledge of God and had intimacy with God actually took out the principality of the whole nation by himself. Uh, not by rebuking it, but by presenting before the people the lie, by exposing the lie of Baal, that he's the one that had the power to provide. And so he exposed him in one man, the effectual fervent prayer, both in he had already effectually fervently prayed to stop the rain, uh, to essentially kill the economy for their Baal worship. He then by himself also called it back into power, into being when he went with his servant, said, OK, look out the mountain. And so he prayed seven times until, you know, a cloud the size of a hand of man of the man showed up. And he says, you better start running. That's going to turn into a storm. And you have another scripture that talks about, it was in Isaiah, where he was looking for an, an intercessor. He looked for a man, and there was none, so he provided himself. So even when there is nobody, he provided for himself. But God ultimately is looking for a man or a woman. And, and then it will, you know, one will put a thousand. That tells you he'll work with one. And then two will do 10,000. So it, it begins to increase exponentially. But no one should be stopped because there hasn't been enough 
you know, lateral connecting taking place. It is a goal, but you want to be moving in faith and you want to find, I just say, if you're in a city or in any, like a pastor trying to get something going on in a city, if you get five pastors um, that'll work with you, believe with you, uh, contend with you for the kingdom in that city, doesn't mean you stop contending for more, but the way it works is the breakthrough is with the limited and then the rest see. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. It's like Gideon. Yeah, eventually the whole nation, all the tribes joined in, but they had to watch Gideon and 300 chase hundreds of thousands and they go, we better join in on this thing. They join in on the thing. And it's it's the same, whether it's Joshua and Caleb and Caleb taking on giants by himself at age 85. Uh, so never want to get so uh, community minded. And it's right. Jesus, uh, you know, his passion was that they may be one as we are one. But he doesn't want mediocre unities. He wants unities of faith. So he preferred to have. And that's the pattern of all the Bible. Limited followers who'll do so in faith. Uh, you'll get the 12, and even then 11 twelfths of them, he gets 11 of 12 to contend, believe, be one with him. 11 of the 12, and then the replacement. They were willing to stay there for all the days uh, with the, the 120 waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He's looking for obedience, faith, and 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 then he allows it to then go, just like you know, shortly was 3,000. Peter's in preaching to 3,000 in Acts chapter 2 shortly. So, But the idea that we need to get a stadium full first of something, it's still just, you can't really find solid history where a stadium breakthrough led to a national anything. It always starts in a manger. Uh, it starts in small settings. Uh, yeah, and, that, and then with the clarification around that is, it could start in the living room with this lady and then her praying partner, and it becomes something. Then the house grows, and it grows and grows, and then one day it ends up in a stadium. Exactly. But it didn't start there. The breakthrough almost always happens in small. You know, he has yeah. chosen the weak, small, foolish things of this world that confound the wise, and it's it's the the radical, faithful obedience at the one and the two and the three level. That brings the break. Break. Yeah. At some point, Israel, they're all chasing for five for days. They're chasing the Philistines back to their five cities after Goliath is killed. But who took him out? Not the army. The whole army was afraid of him. But David stood up. He stood up in faith. He didn't try to get all the soldiers to be at his level of unity and strength. He's like, OK, I'm going to reveal to you who our God is. And when you see how big he is on behalf of us. And so when they see David with a small stone take out this fierce giant, they go, OK, we've had a wrong concept on how this thing works. And then it says they began to roar. They lifted up their voice. And the ones who had been trembling for 40 days became the pursuers uh, for the next several days as they backed off the enemy. So it really is an important lesson for us at this time. Lord wants to fan the fire of those who are believing in a big God for big gains, big manifestations of his kingdom on earth. And, and uh, you know, don't be a lone ranger uh, if possible, but 
you know, if you can get somebody that'll be at the same level of fire you, but there's a reason David also had his 30 mighty men and each one was mighty in his own ranking, what he could do, but then they banded together. So this is what you want. You want mighty men, mighty women who will band together. And then this is, they were like the army of God. And that's how it describes them. They were unstoppable at that point. And that's what we see our Lord is looking for. So, wow. All right. So uh, uh, go ahead. Keep going. If Whatever you got. Okay. Uh, so Steve, here's what I want to talk, feel like the Holy Spirit's really yeah. made it clear on um, two, two points that were, you know, these are probably questions that exist. At least I've received these questions on the side, whether yeah. they're part of, if we went straight to question time, there's two questions that come. One is about the five full ministry as it relates to the seven mountains. And it's like for a season, the body of Christ was really is, well, it's the restoration of the fivefold ministry that's going to cause transformation of cities and nations. So they, they're asking about this interaction between, and I'll explain what the fivefold ministry are for those who are not familiar with that term. Um, they're asking how this thing works together. And then uh, related to it, part of my original teachings, even from the seven mountain prophecy book, uh, from the original book on the seven mountains is how there is the fivefold ministry on the seven. There's a seven mountain version of it. Like you can, there can be the fivefold ministry, which are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Um, better my hand can be seen. There we go. There you go. And um, um, there is the version of it that we know of in church. And so people have taught on it. And that's part of, been considered part of the restoration of all truth, restoration of kingdom truths for the body of Christ is where we learn to have apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and pastors in the body of Christ. Well, I want to explain how these things work together and then specifically how, because our focus continues to be training, equipping on the prophet and the prophetic. And and these, these five full ministry they have well i'm just going to jump and say this part for because sometimes you have to frame it this way first even before i read the scripture so let me see if my hand it can show up here and i can follow it myself so the five full ministry the five ministries and we're going to read out of ephesians 4 so you get the biblical 411 apostles prophet evangelist pastors teachers okay that's the five full uh five full ministry and if you understand, even you see, this is the one finger that can easily interact with all the other ones. So the apostle, whoever has an apostolic, truly, whether you call it the title of apostle, apostolic, you really can flow in all of these. That's good. They really just identifying a grace ministry that's that's on me. I can flow. I can do. I've done crusades and see that would be the crusades. See, the evangelist has the furthest outreach. Oh, and that's so, good. I've done that and had thousands come come to the Lord. Uh, this, the prophet is the directive, the index, you know, the index finger. There we go. And so that's obviously it's what I'm known for the most. And and then um, uh, the pastor right here, they talk, they touch easily. This is the one with the ring, the heart. It's the, you know, this is what supports the evangelist uh, thing, thing right here. You have you even see the way your hand is 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 formed. This is where you make covenant. This is what the pastoral is about, about being discipled, covenant back you and the Lord, the heart. And then we go to uh, 
the the smallest finger is but the one that holds it all holds it all up and so they all touch the apostolic and so i was known for it being a teacher i've been known to be all of them been called all of them at some point or another because there is this this interaction that that takes place right there so just for people to get understand this is uh, you know, there's an application to the very scripture I was talking about. But what Elijah saw says he saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. And then he knew that's when there was going to be the breakthrough of rain. And so there is even a connection that's made with the fivefold ministry. When they're properly functioning, they release the rains of blessing over a city or a nation. And, and that's true. So I'm going to read the scripture, but then we're going to apply it in, in four uh, and connect it with the prophetic, especially, and especially on through the mountains. And I'll explain that uh, as well. So uh, I should have told this before. Maybe they've been hearing Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. I should have. Uh, there we, they've, they're, they're with me. They're fast. This is beautiful. They're fast. There so, right there. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So there's the five areas we're talking about. Verse 12, super important. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Where we've missed it, of course, is we figured out how to only have apostles, prophets, these fivefold ministry in church, in church ministries. And so we've had assumptions that we have now the full counsel of God because we have the fivefold ministry functioning in church. But the equipping of the saints. Jesus already said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So let your shine, light shine before men. He called us, not temple or synagogue, he calls us ecclesia, the word that's used for ek is to come out and to function. And so the equipping of the saints is not for how you function on the mountain of religion. That's a limited version of it. The expanded version of and the vision expanded vision of where the Lord wants to take us in our kingdom understanding is how this fivefold ministry, how these saints must be equipped for the work of the ministry Monday through Saturday. We're 97% because studies show us that 97% of those in our congregation will never have in quote a traditional mountain of religion call or assignment, meaning they won't be a pastor. They won't be uh, an evangelist, a missionary, children's pastor, or worship pastor, 97%, they are to be equipped for the work of the ministry Monday through Friday in the mountains. They're to be equipped to be ministers of economy, finance, in business, ministers, education, mountain of education, media, government, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We won't go to the whole teaching right now, but we want to get expanded into that for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the edifying of the body of Christ the edifying is the strengthening and the building. We can't even be properly strengthened and built up as the body of Christ unless we begin to accept the full expanded assignment. I will build my ecclesia, those who come out of their homes and of their church into the mountains and represent me and take up the challenges of their society and bring my solutions in my present presence. I will build my church, my ecclesia, these activated, equipped 100% of the body of Christ, and the gates of hell will not prevail against them. So now I want to advance that to where uh, we've also taught this before. I haven't done it on here. On the, Back to the, we'll get the hand out there for the visual of it, the five ministry. So 
we've identified that this apostle, the way these now work, stop thinking through the church grid, but through the seven mountain grid, the apostle is for the mountain. These There's a way these all five work on the, on the seven mountains. This is the mountain of government, the, the apostle gift. And so this is, and you find out even the apostles in the New Testament that um, it says everywhere they went, whether it's Peter, John, all of them, you see government feels infringed upon as soon as true apostles show up. They feel pushed around in the spirit realm. And so they come and attack and they do something, the more demonic they are. And so, and, and then, but they'll also respond. Um, here's, I just say, I've, I've seen this. I've said before, I've met with many, many, many hundreds of, uh, of senators, congressmen, but I've met with over 25 prime ministers, presidents, generals. Wow. Most wow. of those, 90% of those were not scheduled before I went into a country. Wow. It happens while I'm there. I get called. You know, I was Venezuela. I was, uh, this was before Chavez um, fell apart. Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. This was, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe. <clears throat> and I had, um, I was only scheduled to do a little three-day conference um, in one place, but I ended up taking seven flights in seven days, ministering Whoa. to three governors, uh, um, two generals being flown by a general to a governor who asked me to minister to his entire cabinet. I had out of it, uh, we had a date set for meeting Hugo Chavez, but then wow. he made some statements and then there was a, kind of a riot in the Capitol. So that that was canceled. And this has happened over and, and over for me. And so even the prophetic works with that. Uh, just quickly, I had a prophetic word for the president, for one of the presidents of of Peru, and I've given words to several of them. But um, it was now my last day in Peru, and he had been willing. He wanted to hear it, but he kept whenever he had an opening, I didn't have an opening, and it went. And so we kept missing. I'd never met him before. He's not a believer, and and honestly, the uh, I won't go into that much about the word, but it was like the last day it was Sunday afternoon. We finished. Uh, we were leaving in the night, and Sunday after meeting, uh, the pastor took us out to a very nice restaurant in Lima. And I was like, well, I had this word for the president, but it looks like we just never could make our schedules work. So it's not going to happen. And I, um, I probably no sooner out of my mouth. And all of a sudden we see security come into this, uh, again, nice restaurant. And and they were looking around. Next thing you know, the president and his wife Gee. and they're put on the table right beside us. <laughs> and not, And you think, well, then you had to go. No, the president actually comes up from the table, comes to where we are. And he says, well, who are you? And so um, it, it was so that I had it written out, the prophetic word. I just go over to him after, listen, we were supposed to connect. I had a prophetic word to give you as well. And so I give it to him. I'm telling you, I have hours of these stories. Jeez, wow. The apostolic. And so you want to be able to have uh, more than your ability to raise funds, to do a bunch of other things. It's just a grace that God gives you. I didn't know I had that grace, but I easily I I run accidentally into uh, that level of prime minister, presidents, generals all the time. Crazy, it just crazy. happens, and it gets set up. And and um, I may have said, you know, probably in the last eight to ten months, I've said no to five presidents and meeting with them. And, and why? And why the no? If you, if God would give you something, why would, why is the answer no? We're in such a uh, a, a time of transition right now. 
Yeah. That if I have to feel number one, I can't be just I haven't been the Lord has not want me distracted from being on assignment, on mission, on declaring what I had to declare for us, what I've been doing the last two years. And so don't get you know, don't get distracted off assignment. That's and good. so um, and I, as I would wait on the Lord, I felt like I only had a word of judgment for that uh, pastor. I mean, that president. Oh. Um, and so, um, you know. Even you're, probably if, rel- you're probably relieved not to have to give it, right? <laughs> even my, I, my meeting with Ugo Chavez was going to be a meeting where I was going to give him a word of judgment. Wow. And, and so I was like. Uh, was it going to be, Johnny, was it going to be a conditional judgment? If you don't change, it's going to happen? Or was it just going to be judgment? Yeah, it was going to be conditional. It was going to be, you have been doing this wrong. You have been poking God in the eye. You have been doing this. But. This is how it could work out. This is how it could go good. Yeah. And and so it was going to be grace filled. It was never yeah. that says okay. the Lord, you need to be. But he could take it wrong. Yeah, there was a concern that he could take it wrong. And, and so anyway, back to the point. So the apostle, when you think of it, ecclesia and you stop thinking church, it's really something that's supposed to operate at that level. And it means even for what you're doing, you have a strong angelic cover um, um, for it. So you don't go beyond what you're supposed to go. And and so if somebody who doesn't have an apostolic, we'll say, mantle and covering and tries to do certain things, mm. you can take some hits you're not you're not ready for. That's really what means supposed yeah. to be the focus. But we'll go to the next um, uh, hand. So the prophet, this finger, the prophet. Um, part of what we've taught, again, we're going by mountain. So the mountain of government is for the apostle. The prophet is for two specific mountains, the mountain of arts and entertainment and the mountain of economy. Wait, so, wait, wait. You said the prophet is for, exists for arts and entertainment and economy? Well, I mean, okay, but it, doesn't the prophet exist for all of those other things? Well, prophetic voice does. Um, the prophetic okay. voice, you may all prophesy. We need to hear God, hear from God in every area of society. There's just no exception. Yeah. That's why Paul would say, even for the body of Christ, you may all prophesy. And I wish you all did prophesy even more than speaking in tongues. My sheep know my voice is supposed to be for everyone. But here's the application, Steve. A, pr- a, pr- a prophet, often the picture of it is an eagle. What can an eagle do? An eagle can see and hear beyond what's normal. Okay. And so a prophet, you apply that to arts and entertainment. You apply that to economy. Let's do it for arts and entertainment. First of all, you can hear sounds that others can't hear. You can see and hear uh, um, music different. It can be the, the beats itself of music. There's, there's words that, that come to you. They're lyrics. They just flow through your mind. There's art. There's pictures, there's all the creative, there is, you know, there's poetry that prophesies because that's what ultimately is supposed to happen on the mountain of arts entertainment is we prophesy with our gift. And so you get a movie. The enemy knows that there's a there's a way, whatever the enemy, if you remember, um, what was the movie that kind of introduced the the gay lifestyle as being OK? Um, well, there's been a bunch of movies. right? I mean, the original the cowboy is like the guys dressed oh, broke, as that broke back mountain, which I would never watch because I didn't want to even see it. But yeah, that's apparently 
That and was then, was... so Jezebel goes to the mountain, prophesies with a movie, prophesies with a fashion, prophesies with music, prophesies because oh, wow. it opens up for Jezebel. So all Jezebel's doing is copying what we're supposed to do. So we go up there and we present the God brand of everything, the kingdom brand. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button. You know, it's it comes in story. You can see it in a little, what comes to mind is, if you remember the both the book and the movie, The Shack. Yeah. So the, the, this was something okay. turned down, what was it, by 26 different oh, publishers. Man. That's an awesome movie too. That was amazing. So there's a person who gets a story Mm-hmm. That's a storyline that just it carries the presence and glory of God uh, to it. And so it begins to open up to people in ways that you can't imagine. You can see it on certain movies that carry kingdom values and kingdom. Uh, you know, there's whatever the superhero type where there's courage yeah. and they get back up and they rally together. And there's units, all kingdom concepts. Yeah. Not so, necessarily- for instance, a, uh, a Wonder Woman, that was probably a kingdom. Yes. There's okay. a, a kingdom storyline. You'll find the Lord try to take hold of something, even when the people designers of it didn't. He'll 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 manage to uh, you know get the kingdom crumbs out of it for us, and 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 so you'll That's find true. them accidentally bowing to His kingdom agenda. And the more we put, we have presence of servants of the King on these mountains. The more these mountains turn into what they're supposed to be, instead of the mountain of arts entertainment being headed up by Jezebel where what's prophesied into the world is distortion is false creativity, darkness, bloodiness, uh, you know, violence, witchcraft, perversion mm. of sex. There is, there is a whole nother thing. And, and again, we could go through the movies that in some measure bring that out yeah. movies that you leave and you're like, I want to live to be a better person. I want to be a more courageous person i want to i want to have a relationship like that where there's that kind of love between you know yeah. what, what, those things you can see what it is so if you are truly called as your primary mountain arts and entertainment in god's mind you are considered your your potential your full potential you are considered a prophet of his and he Whoa. wants no that's an no that's huge are you serious yeah, I'm say, say, say that again then. His, listen his, closer. <laughs> yes. If if you have a call, your primary call is what you would say, the mountain of arts and entertainment. And you know that's your primary call. You are called as a prophet, a prophet of the kingdom. And it means what he has for you is things as an eagle that you can receive kingdom sounds, kingdom music, kingdom storylines, kingdom dance, kingdom poetry, kingdom creativity that the world just goes, oh, what is that? And Can they- I ask you a question along that line? I know that I know, because I've been prophesied multiple times, that I'm going to finance movies. But I, so how does that apply to, to my situation? If I'm, well, if, if I'm the money for it? Well, what we prophesy, and in, in, um, as far as when you're called to a mountain, you can be called any one of four ways to a mountain. You can be called as the protagonist, meaning the obvious say mountain of government. That means you're going to be the politician itself in some way, whether whatever level of politician. But the second way you can be called is to be the friend or the advisor of 
that politician. We'll say that's what Joseph and Daniel were. They never won elections or anything else like that. But they were the they were for decades. They led the nations through their advisorial role. Number three, as an intercessor. So number three, as an intercessor, the Lord can have you on any one of the mountains. And though you're called to that mountain, you're not the protagonist. So you may Mm -hmm. not necessarily be, I say, the creative one in arts and entertainment or the political savvy one on the mountain of government. But you are called to support a person or we'll say a, a value that's supposed to be advanced on that mountain. And number four goes into what you're talking about, a financer. So he can call you and say, you have an assignment on the mountain of arts and entertainment. And you may even have somewhat of a passion for it, though you don't have the advanced creativity for it. And he's saying, I want you to be the funder and financer of an individual, of some whatever, a new studio, uh, depending on the level of breakthrough he gives you. Well, you financer. know, and I, and I look in my looker, you know, ahead in the future, I see times where I'll say, I will finance this movie but only if it has this emphasis and it does not have this wrong emphasis. If you give me this movie without this and but with this, then I will finance it. In that way, I could see having uh, almost yes. a prophetic input, you know. Well, it is. You see that because you have to have enough of a vision yourself yeah. to know what would be kingdom values that could be brought through there. And what yeah. would not be kingdom values? What yeah. would be kingdom storyline and kingdom values? And I have to say kingdom versus just Christian. Yeah, totally. Left Behind was a quote, a Christian movie. But it wasn't a kingdom narrative. It was a false. I'm just sorry. It's a false narrative. Even if I don't care who many, how many people got saved to it, you can get saved to a false narrative. You can a false narrative. I think Jesus is coming in three days or three weeks or three months, this has happened uh, for you know centuries, really. Around, if you go to all the storyline, there has been mass conversions happened in some kind of a way to Christianity out of fear, out of what's about to happen. Well, it, that's not the way he prefers kingdom birth to take place out of fear. It has to do the kindness of God leads to repentance, the beauty of the Lord. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. He will come and shake the nations with his beauty, uh, he says. And so that's that's what we want to do. So now I'm going to give a couple examples on this, Steve. But j- yes, the call and it's important for those called the Mountain of Arts and Entertainment. If you know that he considers you a prophet, meaning there's another scripture, if we put it into he talks about the prophets being his friends. And he will reveal his secrets to his friends, the prophets. So he will give you the upgrade that is needed. So it's not just about influence peddling and and who you can pay off and who see the way the system works there. It's not based on actual talent of an individual or talent of their product. It is there's blackmail who will bow to different things. That's why the product that comes out of Hollywood is so base, dull, repetitive, repetitive. And it's hard to get something above the cut of anything because we don't have a kingdom operation taking place. We have a distorted version of that. And that's why we need to have the mountains filled with sons and daughters of the king. We need thousands of prophets, not just trying to figure out how to give a word in church. We need thousands of prophets who are wired with creativity to produce the sounds that will really capture uh, a generation, you know, I have to interrupt even my train of thought because I was just, uh, there's a, a story I've told before, an encounter I had with the Lord over 10 years ago. 
where all of a sudden I'm in his presence and I see he has this huge, huge, I'll put my hands here, um, trunk and it's a golden, silver and diamond encrusted uh, a trunk. And, and um, he hasn't told me anything yet, but he then opens it up. And then I see they look like, there's my hand again, little discs or uh, that's all I know. And what I, what I knew immediately, and he began to tell me, he says, Johnny, these, each one of those, these things you see are a movie or a storyline that I have. I have the most exciting movies available to be produced before mankind. And, and he, wow. he says, let me just show you one. He pulls one. And in the next picture, I'm in a massive theater and I'm in the congregation of the theater. And, uh, but I'm not, no, he has me in the front where the theater is. And I'm looking at the people and behind me, there's, it's playing on the screen. And I don't know exactly what's playing, but at some point, everybody gets down on their knees and is just weeping. Wow. And he says, that's just from one of these stories that I have up here. He says, and they're not just repenting of sins because they're afraid of judgment. He says, the glory on that story is forcing them to their knees and to cry. He says, you all feel it in measure when there's a really sweet storyline, the best part of the movie, it gives you goosebumps and you cry. He says, that's a tinge of glory. He says, but this is um, this. And he says, and he said, this is from the story, the glory of the story. And he's, then we're back up and he shows me this trunk full of them. And he says, will you tell my sons and daughters, I have all these for them. We can blow the world away with the glory of my stories. I have the best adventures, romances, mysteries, everything. And they're oh, all man, I love it. And you're now say that again. You just said. He's got romances. He's mysteries. got mysteries. This doesn't sound very churchy. Well, it doesn't sound churchy, except if you kind of go to the whole story, what it's about. It's the bride of Christ. There's, an, a, there's a great enemy. What, what Hollywood keeps trying to capture is, is what comes out of, we'll say, the prototype that comes out of the scripture. There's a good plan. There's a good guy. There's a very bad guy. There's mystery. There's adventure. There's a time where you seem like you've lost it all. And then there's recovery. Those are those are all that's kingdom storylines. Really whether, whether you go into Gideon or David or Elijah or you, you find these the, the, the basic components of what Hollywood considers a good story. Like they know it, whenever they try to be creative with a storyline where it all ends bad, it makes no money. It goes nowhere. Nobody wants to. A story. They want a story where the good guy gets the girl, yeah, gets or the money. There's redemption. Something gets redeemed, right? And that's what he's got. He's got the God is going to get the girl. The marriage supper of the Lamb. He's he's going to get the girl. He's going to get the gold. He's going to get the assignment. He's going to get it all done. There's going to go through all kinds of contradictions, up and downs, difficulty. He's got. I mean, the you saw line. that in the Matrix. You see that in Field of Dreams. You see all the conflict, all these things. And, you know, you kind of know Braveheart was one of those. It's like what one of the ways you know it in the, in, the, in the natural almost is all of a sudden every believer who you really respect is talking about that movie. You go, oh, that was, even if you've not seen the movie, if the people you really regard are loving that movie. Anyway. Chronicles of Narnia. They yeah. know, 
They have, and there's some, you know, there's some, yeah, they cross the line in their language. They cross the line in nudity. And, but we'll, you'll be empowered, not because it's a full kingdom movie, but because we'll say the courage, the kingdom courage is so demonstrated in that movie. Like yeah, Brain totally. Yeah, Brain Fart, that you like just that kingdom value alone you have to see it just for it'll stir that up. If you. they had been able to take that one that one scene out of Titanic, that could have almost been a total kingdom movie because of the 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 players. There was romance. They could have left out a scene, but then there was the very bad guy, and there was redemption at the end, and and throwing away the the that thing in the ocean. I don't want to say too much here. You yeah, anyone hadn't seen it, but anyway. Well, and so Good stuff. You, know, you remember the old. Uh, and I used to tell this story more. I don't really know where she's at now, but it was <clears throat> the story of Akiane. She was an artist. She was just a yeah. child artist, you know, 10, 12. I interviewed her on Elijah list before she she's, she's going through a process like the rest of us, but yeah. What tell, tell us about it. Well, the main point there is, you know, she was blowing people away that see the glory is the it factor that the world doesn't know what to do about. They yeah. would look at it and she would draw pictures of Jesus and people Wow. And whatever her pictures were, you know, they were like, this is years and years ago when she was a child and they're selling like for $50,000, $100,000. And they're like, how do you, you know, where does that come? But she's, she's essentially drawing, she's, she keeps her story where she's taken to heaven really. And so she's seeing third heaven stuff. She's bringing on earth as it is in heaven. So she goes to heaven and brings that down. Many other people are doing that in some measure, but that's how you blow away the world with higher level creativity. I was just on her side uh, last week or the week before, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, and looking at her originals. She's got some of her originals, that one with Mary. I think it was the one with Mary holding the baby. Well, we say it's Mary. She just calls it something else. It's a woman in blue and holding a baby. It looks like Mary. That thing, I, if I'm remembering the original, and it's like, this is a big 46 by some, it's like $2 million if you want that original. You know, and, that, and all like she did said, is, she's still going through her journey. You get that yeah. first breakthrough of doing it right. doesn't mean at all, it, you know, you still go through process and some still ha- get challenged. Yeah, her, her own life is the, yeah, her own life is a movie too. It'll be, it would probably be a movie one day, you know, because. But what stands out of that, and I don't know if you heard, if she said this to you when you interviewed her, but at the time, she was um, she was also, what are you doing? What do you like to do? She's teaching art, right? She's wow. teaching. Oh, really? Well, that's back I mean, years ago. I, yeah, I I, she was like 10 or 11 years old when I interviewed her. She's a kid still when and I had her on. They were like, well, how how do you teach? Because they're like, she's not, what do they say, classically trained in any yeah. artistic concept. And so it's like, how in the world do you teach to do what you do? She says, oh, I don't teach him to do what I do. I teach them to see what I see. Oh, wow. Because if you see what I see, you will do what I do. Oh, how's that? <laughs> Is that not like just like third heaven? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's what you have access to. So if you're called, if you're a creative and you're looking right and left at what's going in the world and, and whether, you know, some version of the, I don't even know all the names of the music, the hip hop, this and that and the other, you're, you're missing the point. You're getting stuff because this is what the church often does. They see what's popular out there. Yeah. And so they'll try to Christianize something, then bring it totally. to the house. I'm so tired of that. They take uh, the secular music that's in, and then they try to make Christian songs that all sound like that. It's like, could we Lord, do it the other way around, you know? And the Lord said, that's how it, he showed me, showed me a vision that this, the future will be sons and daughters 
understand who they are and what he has for them, that they are prophets. They are ministers of the kingdom and that he has the better grade of creativity. He is the source of creativity. Satan has no creativity at all. He only distorts what he sees that's creative from God or God's house. So we're doing this backwards. We're going sideways, seeing what's popular here, and then trying to bring it to the Christian masses when what he has is go straight up like Akiani, go third heaven. And he has that in, in hearing. You know, I have a friend of mine, this long story ago, the Lord taught him this. And the Lord had told him if he would stay 12 hours, consecutive hours in worship, he would he would allow him to hear a sound that had never been heard. on. Oh, earth. wow. Love that. And so he did. And he went 12 hours and then and he was out for hours. And then when he got up, people found a stash of about a half inch gold dust. Uh, uh, really? just huge. Why? And so it's like. But we have to know this is our inheritance. We're supernaturals. We have the super glory. We have this available. So we have to stop thinking about, uh, uh, um, you know, showing up on that mountain under their guise, under their rules. That's why we have so many, even creatives in the body of Christ, even so many worship leaders that fall too much to Jezebel, because Jezebel is the principality there. And so you have, you know, alcohol is a major major problem and challenge for creatives in the house of God and even really, really? and fame worship famous worship leaders uh, and it's because they don't understand that in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand pleasures forevermore so he made them the creative ones he wants them to showcase the better stuff and he has the joy that they require and they don't need to go for the lesser buzzes uh, that are that are on the side and so Wow. I didn't know if you were about to ask a question there. No, I mean, I, I have always about 10 or 12 questions on my mind while you talk. So you just have to ignore that. <laughs> so let me give one more example as it relates to arts entertainment. But uh, so I'm talking about prophets on mountains because we're doing fivefold ministry on the mountains. So apostles are for government. Uh, uh, um, prophets are for arts entertainment and the economy. Same idea. You get secrets of God. There's Joseph and he got the secrets of God, how to save the nation, you get ideas, you get downloads, you get dreams. I'm going to tell about a couple of them according to our, our time right now. And then the evangelist, this is a communicator. This is the mountain of media. You may, if you have been prophesied that you are an evangelist and you're trying to figure out how to make it work in parks or anywhere else and it didn't work, it means you have an anointing to communicate the good news and your, your mountain is liable to be the mountain of media communications and it may be supposed to be done in a whole different way. Then we go to uh, a pastor, you know, the, the gift of pastor that's mentioned. Well, that's, and uh, yeah, that can be, that can work on the mountain of religion, but it also, if we think through the other mountains, a pastor is what's needed for the mountain of family. We need counselors, everything to do with counseling and, and medical and doctors and nurses. You're called to be a healer. You're called to carry. It means if you have the calling of pastor, it means you have uh, the pastoral heart, the compassionate heart, the kindness of God. And so he wants us to be, you know, you've been prophesied to be a pastor and people go, oh, I was prophesied to be a pastor 20 years ago. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Nobody's dying and leaving the pulpit for me. Well, you might be called to work in the social services reform. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, what do you call S, um, the foster, uh, what's the foster uh, child system? CPS, Children's Protective Services. Yeah, yeah, Child Services. Protective Services. Uh, often child it's not Child Protective. It's it, Often that's, they're sold out. But I mean, there's the godly ones, yes. 
So no. if you think about it as a pastor, what if we had pastors that operated as the judges over family matters and pastors that operated in heading up all these so oh, I see, yeah. department of family and children's services like we don't the body of christ doesn't want to go there they want to do in the church but meanwhile this mountain of family is begging for uh, yeah. people of uh, of kingdom uh, you know influence and anointing to operate there help elijah streams continue to reach people around the world all donations go toward making elijah streams and the elijah streams podcast possible visit elijahstreams.com and click the donate today button to become a partner today another yeah. time we'll go into that for lack of time yeah. and then um, um that's so they would be um pastors we need pastors in in uh in, in family matters but they also can operate in an education, if you think of the principals and counselors, like you can be called to be a pastor. I just talked with, uh, when I was down in, in McAllen, there was uh, the pastor, he's also the pastor of the church, but he's also the counselor, the head counselor of a school of 500. And he was telling me, I'm the pastor of 500 kids. I go, you have the right idea. That's exactly what you are. You actually are. You are a pastor of five. And he, he would go into how he cares for each and every one of them. And he's looking out for their and he's um, he's the official principal. Is that what you're saying? He's the principal there, or what? He's no, he's the. Uh, it's some way the chief counselor, but okay, like a superintendent term. or something. Yeah. What we might think. Okay. So any 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 health mental health issue, he's wow. called. He's the first one, but he also is a pastor. He's an executive pastor in the church. Okay, um, as well, but he's also doing that there, and that's we need way yeah. more of those we need yeah that. and so and then finally the teacher and so the teacher yeah education so there's where a five-fold ministry i'm explaining how the five-fold ministry show up in the seven mountains and not just in church and so you have yeah. the educators that have the anointed mantle of a teacher and that and that is something that's value but we want to highlight because we're working on the prophetic we want to highlight um first the arts and entertainment and then a little bit on the mountain of economy i was already pointing out because what is it? You're an eagle. If you're on the mountain of arts and entertainment, if you're on the mountain of economy or business, you're supposed to be an eagle. You can see and hear from your kingdom point of privilege things that others can't. You are wired in such a way that, like Joseph, you can actually release a solution that saves and says, and all nations came to Joseph because of his kingdom solution. It wasn't because he had a Harvard degree that he figured something out. No, it was totally he saw something nobody else could see he saw a solution he understood the interpretation of the dreams of the seven scrawny cows and the seven fat cows he knew what they meant he knew it from a heavenly perspective and he knew he actually what doesn't tell you in the scripture is when joseph interpreted pharaoh's dreams that troubled him about the seven scrawny corns and the seven fat corns and the seven scrawny cows and the seven fat and and it's like well how did he prophesied seven years of abundance before the seven years of famine. Nobody says like, well, how did the abundance come? His interpretation caused the abundance. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't heard it that way. Because he was, I, I mean, I always thought, okay, he saw it ahead because God showed it to him. I never thought of his interpretation caused it, but that's what the Lord has shown you. Yeah, well, I'll show you how. It's just practical. Because okay. he said, it, it says it there without saying it. He says, so build all the silos possible. May the Lord, you know, Pharaoh or command for silos storage for the grain and command for crops to be grown. So essentially they tell everybody, hey, expand what your normal 
cultivation uh, uh, level is. If you do five acres or 50 acres, make it 100 acres. Whatever you grow for the next seven years, we will buy it, whatever. So there's no such thing as too much because we're going to build silos. We're going to build storage. So it literally created the abundance. And it's and it's it's like because there was you know motivation for them. It, any, I it's see. kind of practical if you're going to yeah, say we're going to buy very, everything you grow yeah, and you're going to build. It, I see what creates. you're saying. Totally, yeah. So you get a supernatural solution um, um, for it, and and so um, we have seen this. And part of what I'm tying this together because over the last two weeks, Steve, it's been amazing the people that have continued to reach out to us and who we're now connecting over this kingdom billionaire and this kingdom millionaire thing being kingdom financers. And, and then we have, for most of them, it makes sense. They're off the edge of, of breakthrough of, of some significant level. And so it's like, wow, it, it really ministers to them. And there's just some high yeah. level people, but then there's some people that are like, it makes no sense to them. And so part of what I'm going to give is a little key of how to go from rags to riches in an instant in the kingdom. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And without thinking, it's not about being lottery minded in that kind of way. But I literally could keep you here for hours telling these these stories. And I will tell you just one. We're going to do one now of of the mountain of economy. So I was actually sharing in an, in a nation of South America and I was sharing at a conference and I was telling about the mountain of economy, how it works, how you're a prophet, that what your gift is, is a gift of seeing what others can't see. And if you understand it, you can see in here. And then the Lord, whether that's a new way, of, it's, it'll be about doing a new way of doing things. Uh, it'll give you, he'll give you strategies. And we tied in the Joseph story, everything we're talking about. I says, but you have to understand if he called you to be an entrepreneur, if that's the mountain where your passion is, what you got going, he's called you to be a prophet. And a prophet means he's telling you secrets. He's not telling others. And he's doing it for the purpose of you advancing his kingdom on that mountain. So out of that storyline, oh, and actually at, at this one particular conference, um, as I, um, the Lord gives me a prophetic word for someone on the front front row that I never met, don't know, didn't know a thing about him. He's just a young man. I think he was 28 years old. And um, I just said, I just pointed to him and I said, the Lord is about to prepare you to be the richest man in this nation. Whoa. And he fell on the floor. I love it. And he shook violently with nobody touching him for 30, 40 minutes. And then he came, walked over to me still, like just all a mess, trembling. <laughs> and he said, I'm already there. And, and I go, what do you mean? By faith, you're already there? And he says, no, you taught on this a year ago here. He says, I'm actually, and here's the story. I'm called to media. I'm actually in media. I'm not a businessman. But in my church, I'm called the prophet. I'm considered the prophet in my church. And so you talked this a year ago. And and so I went home to my city. I said, Lord, if you tell your prophet secrets, I want I want secrets. Will you tell me a secret like so I can have prosperity for the kingdom? And so the Lord said, OK. And he told him to buy the mining rights to a certain mountain that was on the outskirts of the city where he's at. And and so he bought the mining rights to it. And then the Lord said, there's this whole process, we'll make it short. Um, I actually have all this on video, his whole process. 
and um, but it's in Spanish, so it wouldn't bless anybody too much. <laughs> but in it, so I have this video where he's on himself. He says, I am on the mountain where the Lord has said there are treasures, and I'm going to find them today, and I'm going to obey him, and he's going to lead him. So the Lord's first thing is like glorify his name and read. I can't remember what scripture he read. And then the Lord says, go, you know, 20 steps straight up that way. And so he's like, he just told me 20. So he he does it. He films himself and then obeys. The Lord said, look at that rock over there. Go over there. 11 steps that way. 17 that way. See that? Go to that. And so he has like 30 minutes of doing this. And then the Lord has him look at something and says, that's it. X marks the spot. Put an X there and call it Jehovah One. So he put an X there and got Jehovah One. And then he, um, the Lord had him do one other one, Jehovah Two. And, and so he did this, this other one. And then he went into town and got found somebody who's an expert and had him dig in both spots. And there was um, lots of gold in both spots. Really? So anyway, but I told him when he's telling me the whole testimony, he's still trembling. I said, but what the Lord showed me, it's a lot. He goes, it's a lot. And so I get home two weeks later, I, I email him. And I and I, I I say, listen, bro, um, that's an amazing testimony. I said, the Lord just showed me there's two more. Uh, there's where two more spots are on your mountain um, where the gold is. And that, you know, you'll. And so two weeks later, he said, I found him. And so, so did you. I'm not. So he the Lord gave you instructions of how to pinpoint those spots. No, he just said they're there. Oh, OK. Uh, he just said they're there because he had already. He had identified how to do this relationally with God. Again, this is not something you learn in Harvard Business School at all. Yeah. And, and this is God, how he'll often do rags to riches, not to recommend. It'll look like the lottery way of doing so. But this is one of the ways he does things. And one of the ways he's going to accelerate things. And there's a scripture I'm supposed to read on that too as well. But here's the story. So two weeks later, he calls me back. He said, I found them both. And then the last I had checked, this was like six months later maybe a year. He was up to Jehovah 31. Whoa. He had found 31 mines. He now had, and then he sent me pictures of a boardroom and he had from Canada, from Switzerland, from Sweden. Uh, and they were wanting to buy his, um, he, he had them all on a you know, scroll of all the properties. And it was interesting. The property that was right up against his, the name of the property that was right up against him was Beelzebub. Oh, no, really? So that meant whoever owned the property right beside him served the enemy. And the Lord, the peace that he had bought the rights for, he now had Jehovah 31, up to 31. He said it was the most fun thing doing. He had too many to be able to. He needed to sell some in order to have the money to develop the other ones. And so he said it was the greatest thing. There were talks like, well, we're really like Jehovah 13. But, you know, Jehovah 19 there is very interesting. But everything is called Jehovah something, Jehovah something, Jehovah something. So he's given glory to the Lord indirectly from it. And so I have actually, and I have to tell one more story um, on that, because this I feel like this is really, I feel like. The now, Lord's before, before you leave that one, in case you're leaving it forever, what, what happened to the Beelzebub thing? Did, were you going to address that? Did he not? No, that just means the enemy was right up against okay, him. Okay, so he didn't do anything with them. And well, so it's ahead. the same mountain. It's the same yeah. mountain. It's the other half of it. 
There is okay. no gold. There is no gold. Oh, okay. For okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. And, yeah, and, and it seems, yeah, it seems like you'd only need to sell one of his gold mines to probably begin the finance of all the rest, wouldn't he? But anyway, go ahead with you. And it, it, don't leave any good part out of this. <laughs> there there are so many addendums yeah. and added and things. Yeah. And, and is he still developing it, Johnny? To this day, is he still? I, I don't know what the latest is. I know he came across here in. This is probably out of this a good warning, okay? Because um, people who, who initially get—I've run across this. I've even prophesied blessing on people. They've had it and they've really struggled with the blessing hmm. afterwards, and and they either get cold in their faith, or they get cocky, arrogance. When you hmm. get money, I tell you that's a bane of uh, of businessmen who get wealthy easily quickly is an arrogance because they know everybody wants their money, even pastors, ministers, and prophets, they'll bow to them. And so they get kingdom arrogant. Mm. And then the Lord allows them to fall in ways they wouldn't ima have imagined. There's arrogance, and then they're in such a blessing of the Lord. This happens both for ministers and prophets, I'll say this as well, as well as businessmen. Back to this thing of alcohol. There's way oh, wow. too many. We have functional alcohol, alcoholics that are in the pulpit in a lot of worship leaders and businessmen. There is your, you've, you have not maintained your well with the Lord and gotten your, your water, your, you know, your joy, your strength yeah. from him. And, and you've maybe got carried away in arrogance over how your gifting has carried you. And so, and and then you're in this you can't find you can't feel anything. I'm telling you, there's people that are very blessed economically and in popularity. They can't feel anything. They need to feel something. They turn. It's not just alcohol, but often it starts. It starts there. So a warning to those who from this last group. Um, there's going to be a lot of blessing from what's happened in the last two weeks. These that were activated. Yeah. In this anointing, and it's be be aware. Remain humble. Yeah, and remain grounded in in the Lord because these are the things. So I know that this this brother had some struggles, and 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 I don't know. He had a massive breakthrough, incredible breakthrough, and 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 there was. And I don't know what the end story. Again, I actually know so many of these type of stories that I can't I can't keep. So it happening. ends up. What I'm hearing is it ends up with a potentially Saul's anointed, and then be. Uh, and he's humble in his own heart, and then he becomes big in his own heart, and and he throws it all away. There's always that possibility. Whether you shake or not, when the word comes, you could throw it away. Yeah, there's like Isaiah, the king of Israel, is kind of maybe the greatest king of Israel besides David, and it talks about all he built and how great he was and all his accomplishments. And it says, when he became great, his heart was... Uh, was found wanting to his detriment. There's a different wording that the scripture yeah. used. And essentially, you know, uh, he he fell off the wagon, we'll say. He yeah. was he was blessed by the and that's that's a, it is the Saul thing. When you were you not when you were small in your own eyes, did not the Lord give you this? Yeah. And then he's like, well, yeah, but obviously there's a reason he chose me is because there's something special about when you start, you know, losing that reality that he might have he's more, more likely chose you because you're not phenomenal 
yeah. rather than the viewer. Yeah. <laughs> so chooses the weak. That's spot. embarrassingly true, right? <laughs> I recognize he, it. You know, that's like, it. You know, he he chooses the twelve disciples. These are the 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 redneck Nazarenes, totally. fishermen. He didn't go get the smart, uh, wise uh, Greek philosopher, silver tongue. And, you know, he he got the rednecks, and and yeah. so. That's and good. it starts and he has to do that. So why he has to make a triumphal entry on the back of a donkey because they don't say Hosanna. They say Hosanna to the king and they ignore the donkey. But we want to be the white horse. He comes in on Hosanna, the king. And wow, yeah. check out the horse. Um, and so those are things, things to remember. But here's this is just a great touching story. Okay. Um, it's very similar. And, and the prince of reason, I'm telling it again, I think, because a lot of way the Lord wants us to operate and, and for those on the mountain of business, mountain of economy to understand, even if you've had breakthrough and, and many will recognize this is how the Lord did it. It's where you discover a treasure. You know, it's back to a very kingdom teaching. The kingdom of God is like a treasure hid in the field. So he loves revealing treasures to his servants, to his servants, the prophets, to anybody. And, and there's all kinds of application uh, to this. If you're just straight prophesying, we teach the prophetic people, hey, the kingdom of God's like a treasure hidden in the field. Don't prophesy the field. That's the dirt. Prophesy the treasure that's hidden. Look for that's it. Good. Don't even prophesy till you found the treasure. And then you prophesy that. Original destiny, original glory of a person rather than original sin that they have or, or whatever. And so we um, uh, we this this is part of what I do in my teaching for the mountain of economy is that you have to understand how much it pleases him to be able to reveal treasures to his sons and daughters, particularly those who are in kingdom business with, with him. So I preached this in another nation in South America and, and, and really how he wants to do so. And he doesn't care how, you know, how much education you have. And he really chooses the weak, small, foolish things. Well, the following year I'm in, in the capital, I'll just say it was in Lima, Peru. And, um, and so my contact there says, Johnny, there are two ladies, young ladies that would like to meet with you. Um, and they've had a breakthrough related to the amount of economy. I was like, OK. And so he went with me, too. And we went to a nice restaurant in the most expensive part of town. And they had invited us there. They were maybe 30 to, and they were sisters. And I could tell they must have recently come into money because there, you could see them that they're the the mountainous kind of uh, uh, serranos would be like a lot of Indian in them, and they yeah. you could see they didn't grow up privileged. You could see yeah. that on them, but they were just they had break. They you could they were doing things to fix themselves up. They had braces yeah. and stuff like that. And so here's their story. Their story was they grew up in abject poverty. Their dad was worked in the mining fields of uh, of Peru in the mountains, Andes Mountains, and and. But he was just a simple worker. He wasn't he didn't own anything. And and the two the, the two sisters, just the way they just were in tears telling us, says, we grew up so poor. My dad was gone all the time and there was just a car, an abandoned car. We essentially lived in it for three years and and almost didn't eat for three years even. And we were in the car and but the poverty was all the time. And and so they just described, you know, just a horrific he'd get some money and they'd eat some, but it was like, it was, I don't even know how to apply what they said for three years. We hardly ate and we lived in a car and not a car that operated. It was in the mountain. Wow. There. And he says, 
we would cry. And we'd cry almost every day. And their mom had taught them about the Lord. And so they, uh, they'd cry. And, and she's one day crying, Lord, why did you ever make me? I don't, don't, I don't understand why you would ever make me. I have no hope, no future. My parents, what they live is no, is no, is not good either. It's just they're servants to a system. Dad had to just work seven days a week, all day long, just for them to get minimal money. And so she's crying. And then anyway, she's interrupted by an open vision and an open vision. She, uh, um, the Lord says, I don't want you ever to cry again about this. I made you with a purpose to bless you and to be a blessing. And then he shows her a vision. She sees an elevator. She describes to her sister an elevator of a fancy building. They had never even seen it. And so they began to talk and try to identify. And they're, they kind of, oh, there's probably buildings that have these elevators. They didn't even know what they really, really were. Again, we have to shorten the testimony. Um, shortly thereafter, the Lord tells them what mountain has treasure in it. And they're able to get a government grant for them to have to, to lease it because it was considered no, uh, there's no value to it. So either for nothing or almost nothing, they got the rights to it. Bottom line, um, there was a lot of gold. And before, oh. you know, before we go to most of the rest stories, they said, could you step out, um, come out with us with just a half a block away. So I'm sure the walk around the most expensive part of, of Lima. And there's a nine story building and I said, oh, is the elevator you saw is in there? She goes, the elevator that came to me in an open vision is in that building, nine story building. And I said, you work there now? She says, I own that building. <laughs> uh, so a nine story building, I don't know how many multi-millions. And last I left the story, they had 300 employees. The Lord had given them a mega, um, what's considered a mega category mine. That was unbelievable. And so here, dirt poor, without education, just total God, God, God. He revealed to them secrets in their Jeez. own devastation. And this is, I'm just telling you, this is what the Lord loves to do. We have these stories, almost an endless run of these stories. It's not the only way. It's not, again, some can think it's it's fanning the flame of a lottery type of way. The difference between the lottery is that's just that's just a different system. This other is based on communication, interaction with the Lord and they're being challenged and then going Very from true. there. But for those who are asking, because some have been asking me part of these questions we're asked, we're answering is people have said, well, I, I got my, both my arms went totally numb or I was yeah. in the spirit, but I don't, I don't know how to, I, I'm not, I've never been successful. I've struggled with uh, money all the time. We're just saying mm -hmm. you, you begin to understand there's something that happens when he speaks to you. So he confirmed to you in a supernatural way. So if he confirms to you in a supernatural way that he's doing something with you and, and you got to just take it seriously and begin following what he's doing and what he's saying. And then I remember the next thing, the first breakthrough you get, remember to continue to be generous. Yes. Remember not to become arrogant. So mm -hmm. forgotten generosity. And then uh, and then all of a sudden the new arrogance that comes. Those are things that uh, there's so many people in the body of Christ. You've gotten a first level of breakthrough. And you just haven't gotten the next level, that which you pro promised. And, and I, I'm, you know, I know people have gotten the millions. They were made to have the billions, but they they got they got cocky 
they got all of a sudden they became hoarders. Oh wow! And 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 and, and then they lost everything. And, yeah. and I'm thinking of a couple that I that I that I that I know. And so the first breakthrough is no guarantee that he's going to stay working with you. You got to operate this thing like a kingdom thing. This yeah. is you're a friend of God. So friends, your confidence is in him. Back to this Joseph story we're telling yeah. you about. Joseph uh, didn't become a a, a dam of resources. He was a channel. Yeah, of- a channel, a conduit, a river of, uh, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, and that's about our time. I want to, um, Yeah. I feel like I, w- I was supposed to say this one thing because uh, the Lord had me work this out the other day. And um, many of the people that were called, uh, and you were given this stuff. Some are saying, well, you know, I don't want to be selfish. You know, Lord, you don't have to give me a billion dollars. You know, just give me a million or just give me a couple million. And I feel like to to caution people, don't say that. Just give me a few. And let me just tell you why. (laughs) Because if you had a choice, and again, I feel like I'm supposed to share this because I spent some time working it out to make sure. And you said, uh, I'll just take a million. And someone will say, well, I'll take a billion from the Lord. If you had a million dollars and you decided you're going to begin to be generous and you're going to give $100,000 away. A day, every single day, 10 days from now, you're out of money. But if he gives you a billion dollars and you give away a hundred thousand dollars a day, you will be doing that for over 27 years before you run out of money. So don't say, just give me a few million, Lord, if he's willing to give you a billion, um, because you, all you need to do is commit to the Lord. I'll just give, and you, I'd say give until it hurts, but it won't even hurt. Unless there's something really wrong in your character, it would be joyous to your soul if you keep giving and giving and giving. So that, that's my thought for the day. Yeah, and since since we're closing for now, I'm gonna there's I'm gonna pick up on this next yes, time because I feel like the Lord's really on this, Steve. If you want to make any some uh, Johnny, if you, if you wanted to make some final point, go ahead. I mean, I'll give you the time you need to. Well, you know, there's there's a picture I was going to show, but there's a story attached to it. it takes a little longer, and I'm not going to. There was a picture I sent you before, but that's what I show that if you want to do it now or next week, whichever, whichever you want to do. We'll do it next week because I feel like okay. the Lord's on this. But just I want people to be thinking uh, just all the teaching we're giving to the fivefold ministry in the seven mountains, who you are, who you're wired to be. If you're in business, if the Lord's anointed you for that, he's really gifted you with the prophetic capabilities to receive secrets from him to be his friend. You got to give into it. You got to believe it. You got to. You, you've got to accept that and walk in what's been provided for you. If he's given you that supernatural sign we talked about where both your arms and hundreds of you got it, they went totally numb or you were slain in the spirit. That means he is saying, I, I want to tell you secrets. I want you to see and hear things that others can't see or hear for the purposes of advancing the kingdom of God on planet Earth. And so that's what you're there for. But it's also for the arts and entertainment. He wants to give upgraded music. There's upgraded sounds. There's heavenly sounds. There are there's heavenly storylines, heavenly movies, heavenly dance. Anything that's in the creative world, he has that. And we're we're gonna uh, hit that again with a couple of amazing stories and added to some teaching with it next week because it's it's this is. Uh, you know, sometimes the prophetic, we're still trying to figure out how to do it just person to person where you talk somebody and give a word and how to be bold enough to give a word in church or something. But the prophetic is supposed to be way more extensive, way wow. more expansive. And so we, the Lord's really been telling me, I want you to expand their thinking on how the prophetic and the prophet 
uh, role really goes beyond what has been modeled or taught in the body of Christ by and large. So that's mainly what I wanted to uh, say. I know last thing you're going to ask me anyway is um, so we have Restore7.org. And yeah. Elizabeth has just started. Um, oh, my goodness. She's just started her Choose Love uh um, a new a new way of doing it. Boy, she left me the and she's probably listening right now. It says, I gave it to you. Yes, she did. <laughs> but you'll find it on her. I can show. see her in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I think it's the Choose Love series. And she's going to um, and we'll have that information on. And so the ep oh, the Choose Love episodes, Mondays at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and Rumble on our um, on our Restore 7, Johnny and Elizabeth. Again, the Restore7.org, there'll be something that tells you. But the Lord really uses her to advance, you know, uh, the, his heart, the choosing yeah. love in all these areas of society. This is part of the, the shift. Now that we're getting to we're almost there, the we're almost there is not about us. Oh, it's all done. You're, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate and then yeah. take up our new places in the mountains where we can really be these Isaiah 61 rebuilders of cities and nations and of ruined, uh, you know, desolations of many generations. This is what he's this is what he's inviting us to partner with him about. So I'll leave and it. I, I just want to add to that, too, Johnny. You know, um, I practice this, so I'm not saying something that I don't work on myself. But when I hear stuff like that, we're almost done. All these things have been. I just want to caution people. Don't say. When I see it, I believe it. I'll believe it. Don't please, please, please don't say it. that. Is the is a very unattractive response to the Lord. He will not. There'll be no grace on that. But if you say I believe that, then you'll see it, and that's just the way God works. So we talked about faith at the beginning. Let's wrap it up. Faith. God really responds to faith, and He really doesn't respond to say I'll believe it when I say it. He will not respond to that. So I don't know any thoughts that on that. No, it's just so right, Steve. And here's y'all can mark mark my word on this as draining and arduous as the last two years have been for those who really know what's been going on. Almost the more you know, the more arduous and draining yeah. and, and scary and to discover the agenda and what they've been trying to do and how they've been trying to kill us in all kind of ways. Yeah. It's almost and it's just and it goes on and on mm -hmm. and when when. Uh, we're, this two-year period, on the other side of it, we're going to be shocked at how quick we're going to go. Yeah, boy, that just seemed like a blink <laughs> in the eye. I know it's hard to believe, but we will. We we'll we will. Do that. Too short in just two short years, he changed the earth basically. It, it's it's accelerate. What you just said, Steve, it is accelerated kingdom uh, yeah. activity and kingdom you know, directives that are being released from heaven to take us into a new era. And they do seem like, and there's people, you know, even the doubting of the prophets, well, it didn't happen within weeks or months or something. But when you understand the concept of history and when they go into this, there's a reason the Lord said you will be known as before Trump and after Trump, the few years that he is called to lead with the Cyrus anointing these years, it will be known as before and after, but the transition period, it'll just be considered like a blip in history. But for those, it needs to be arduous enough for us to remember it some. Yeah. 
Yeah. But there is going to be all of a sudden on the other, I've kind of been there in the spirit already. I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, <laughs> it was just, it was that wow. pain of that long time was little. So be ready for that too. Very, very, very good. Thank you, Johnny, so much. Uh, quick reminder, everybody, Mel Kay will be with us tomorrow. Uh, I always look forward to her. She is a part of our Prophets and Patriots segment. She's just amazing. Uh, she's such a patriot, too, and loves God. And she's got, you know, she's always a little bit of a wake-up call when Mel Kay comes on because she'll tell you the next chapter what the deep state, uh, the cabal, all the other names we could give uh, are trying to do to you. But this, the good news is it's just about here. So God bless everyone, Johnny. Thank you again. Very, very good. I always look forward to Mondays. This time flew by today. More than most. It just was gone before you know it. So, all right. Thanks again, everybody. We will see you again tomorrow with Milk 11 o'clock Pacific time. See you later. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.